0: Hey, Dave, try a can of this. Oh, that's funky-tasting beer. What is it? Microbrew? No. Import? Nope. It's domestic? No. It's Newark, New Jersey water. <laughs> it looked like beer. Sorry, Al. I prefer my beer unleaded. Good one. <laughs> this is poison. <laughs> For good times with friends, drink new- New Jersey Ale ale is
1: not a beer. See your doctor.
0: Are you drunk? No, are you drunk? They seem drunk. Why would they be drunk? Today is National Beer Lovers Day. This is National Beer Lovers Day.
1: Don't you like beer? Beer, 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 beer. I mean, I love beer. Me love beer. I love beer. Sir, I
2: love beer too. You still love beer.
0: We got beer!
2: showtime!
1: (laughs) In this present crisis, government is not the
2: solution to our problem. Government is the problem. This
1: is Charlotte County Speaks, your chance to let your voice be heard on local, state, and national issues. And now, broadcasting live from a dumpy little warehouse behind a Taco Bell, the host of Charlotte County Speaks,
2: Ken Lovejoy.
1: News Radio, 1580, 100.9 FM, WCCF. This is Charlotte County Speaks. Ken Lovejoy with you at 1009. Phone lines are open for you, whatever you wish to discuss. 941-206-1580, toll-free, 888-441-1580. The email address, ccspeakslive.com. You can follow me on Gab, Truth Social, Instagram, and if you miss a show, find them all at spreaker.com. Dot com under wCCF so there hey uh hmm wow you know don't uh, the uh, these people are murdering people they're knowingly willfully doing this at this point all the data that we have on the clot shots and you've still got disgusting scum like fauci and who's biden's uh, covid douche anyway you got two arms death claims for working age adults under group life insurance policies spiked well beyond expected levels last summer and fall according to data from 20 of the top 21 life insurance companies in the u.s death claims for adults aged 35 to 44 were were 100% higher than expected in July, August, and September of 2021, according to a report by the Society of Actuaries, which analyzed 2.3 million death claims submitted to life insurance firms. The report looked at death claims filed under group life insurance policies during 24 months of the COVID-19 pandemic from April of 2020 to March of 2022, Researchers used data from the three years before the pandemic to set a baseline for the expected deaths. While COVID-19 played some role in the majority of the excess deaths deaths for adults over the age of 34 during the, during the two pandemic years, the opposite was true for younger people. For people 34 and younger, the number of excess non-COVID deaths was higher than those related to COVID. So during the third quarter of last year, deaths in the 25 to 34-year-old age bracket were 78% above the expected level, and for people 45 to 54, 80% higher than expected. Excess mortality was 53% above the baseline for adults 55 to 64. So the Society of Actuaries asked all 20 of the participating life insurance companies how they determine the cause of death for the purpose of recording claims. Of the 18 that responded, 17 said they list COVID-19 as the cause of death if it's listed anywhere on the death certificate, while 8 of the 18 said they go further and communicate with relatives and and the medical examiner and look at other sources to try to determine the true cause of death. One life insurance company stated that it recorded COVID-19 as the cause of death only when it could be determined to be the primary cause of death on a death certificate. The report also notes that white collar workers had the highest number of death excess deaths during the two years studied. The group, which includes accountants, lawyers, computer programmers, and most other jobs done in an office setting, had 23% more deaths than expected. Now the sharp increase in death among working age people was first brought to light by Scott Davison, CEO of Indianapolis-based life insurance company One America who said in a virtual press conference on December 30th of 2021 that his company and the life insurance industry as a whole was seeing a 40% increase in deaths among people age 18 to 64. Davison Davison said at the time that this represented the highest death rates in the history of the life insurance business and that an increase in mortality of just 10% would constitute a, quote, Three Sigma event, a once-in-200-year catastrophe. One America is one of 20 companies that contributed data for the report. The others include Aflac, Anthem, The Hartford, Lincoln Financial, MetLife, New York Life, and Principal Financial. Edward Dowd, hedge fund manager, who's been studying excess mortality for the past several months, says the rate of deaths among young people is alarming. He pointed out that excess deaths peaked around the time that Biden administration mandated the COVID-19 vaccines and companies rushed to comply. Quote, temporarily, in that three-month period, the change was such that there was something that occurred, he said. Well, we all know what occurred in August, September, and October. It was Biden's mandates on September 9th, and a lot of corporations anticipated those mandates. President uh, Slow Biden. September 9th, 2021, mandated the vaccines for federal employees and healthcare workers in facilities certified by Medicare and Medicaid. That same day, the president tasked the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, with implementing a nationwide vaccine mandate on private businesses with 100 employees or more. Supreme Court struck it down. Campaign to vaccinate the majority of the population against COVID is the largest vaccination campaign in the history of the world actually it's the largest mass murder event in the history of the world as of august 31st about 90% of americans 18 or older had gotten the clot shot at least one dose 77% had gotten both the first and second dr robert malone physician and research scientist and uh, he helped invent the mrna technology for use in vaccines says excess mortality must always be studied to determine whether a vaccine or medicine really is safe. Excess mortality should be a signal, a trigger. When we see excess mortality like that, Dr. Malone says, basically, if you're running a clinical trial, you see this kind of excess mortality, you stop the trial, and you investigate the cause before you proceed. And if you're marketing a drug, generally with this kind of data, you stop the distribution of the drug until you've sorted it all out. Has any of that happened? No. What is your government telling you to do? Get the clot shot. Just keep getting the clot shot. The drug maker uh, had pressured the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to approve the drug, but the FDA refused based on the deformities that had been reported. Well, that was from uh, the late 50s and 60s. number of pregnant women, thalidomide. As soon as they started seeing the deformities, boom, they pulled the drug and stopped it. We've had tons of excess death. We've had a lot of other maladies. We've had people being completely disabled and unable to work after getting the first or second or third clot shot, and yet it's still being marketed as safe and effective. And on top of that, I read this story. Uh well, we got to take a break. I got another one for you. It gets even better. I, well, not really better. Coming up, America's hottest new curse word, clemon. We'll tell you what it means after this. We'll be right back with Charlotte County Speaks on News Radio 1580 WCCF.
0: This is Chris Markowski, your watchdog on Wall Street. This is your watchdog on Wall Street, Money Minute. Wrote a column uh, many, many, many moons ago, That'd be 2002, 2003. Title of the column was Why Dividends Now? I screwed up. It should have been Why Dividends Always. In the column, I talk about the importance of dividends and compounding the best safe yields you can find over time. It works every single time it's tried. This is what you need to have as foundational building blocks within your portfolio. And you don't deviate from these things. Now, obviously, if valuation concerns, something happens with certain companies, you make some changes. But again, the best safe yields you can find work. So look for them. Again, not that dividends that are out of control, that are out of whack, that, that seem a little bit off. No, you got to pay attention. That, that there's That's kind of fool's goal to some degree. Best safe yields. Watchdog on
1: Because it's Wednesday. News Radio 1580 100.9 FM WCCF Charlotte County speaks on the air here 1022 is the time. Phone lines open 941-206-1580 toll free 888-441-1580 Now I read a story about this last year and it was from a site that I I don't even remember but uh, and it sounded plausible, but I needed a little bit more, a little bit more confirmation before I bring it up on the show. Well, apparently we we we've, we've got that now. Uh, uh, it was a story I, I actually saw it. I think it was last Friday or Saturday on Epoch Times, and uh, but this is talking about the Epoch Times via PJ Media, Kevin Downey Jr. And the Epoch Times is reporting that embalmers from around the nation are speaking out about these strange blood clots that they've been finding in the bodies of the deceased for about the last year and a half. Late 20 through 2021. The clots are said to be white, fibrous, and rubbery and can be the size of a grain of sand or as long as a human leg. They can be as thick as a pinky finger. One embalmer claimed that they can, quote, be nearly the strength of steel. Embalmers across the nation are contending that these clots are not normal. Some bodies have so many clots that the embalmers are forced to drain blood from several points instead of just one. The embalming process takes roughly about two hours. In bodies with lots of clotting, it can take up to four hours to embalm. Quote: Prior to 2020-2021, we probably would see somewhere between 5 and 10% of the bodies that we would embalm having clots. Licensed embalmer Richard Hirschman told the Epoch Times. Today, Hirschman, who embalms in Alabama, claims that 50 to 70 percent of the bodies have clots. Quote, for me to embalm a body without any clots, kind of like how it was back in the day prior to all this stuff. Well, these days it's rare. He says the exception is to embalm a body without clots. Quote, they're not even dead from COVID. They're dying of sudden heart attacks, strokes, and cancers, Hirschman stated. It doesn't seem to matter what these people die of nowadays. So many of them have the same anomalies in their blood. No one knows yet if the clots are due to COVID-19 or the clot shot. Uh, My opinion, it's the clot shot or something else altogether. But my hunch says the clot shot. Embalmers from around the country, though, all agree that these specific clots were not seen until recently. And Hirschman admitted he doesn't always know the vaccination status of the bodies that he embalms. Even PolitiFact's experts agree that, quote, there's something to the claim about a greater incidence of blood clots. Hell yes! Quote, what embalmers are noticing, they say, could well be the effects of COVID-19 infection itself, and those effects are occurring in people who are vaccinated and unvaccinated, PolitiFact wrote, adding that they dismiss the idea that it's linked to the vaccines. That means it's the vaccines. That's just more evidence. <laughs> if it's not the vaccine, fine. What is it? Figure it out. Because something's causing it, and it ain't healthy. And when you see the number of young people that this is happening to, kind of makes me think it's the clot shot. Mike Adams, who runs an accredited lab in Texas, tested one of the clots Hirschman discovered against blood from a living, unvaccinated person and found the clot was almost completely lacking in potassium, iron, magnesium, and zinc. Quote, notice that the key elemental markers of human blood, such as iron, are missing in the clot. Similar uh, stories with magnesium, potassium, and zinc. These are clear markers for human blood. Live human blood will always have high iron or the person would be dead. These clots have almost no iron nor magnesium. What the hell's going on? Embalmers from across the U.S. are starting to speak out about clotting, though many are choosing to remain anonymous. Well, yeah, when you got these freak show Nazis, fascists in federal government trying to clamp down on anybody who questions the validity of their cure that isn't a cure at all. It, it, it's nothing. It, I'm thinking it's the clot shot. It doesn't prevent you from getting COVID. It doesn't prevent you from spreading COVID. Yet they demand you keep getting booster after booster after. They're deliberately trying to kill you, in my humble opinion. A licensed funeral director who chose not to release her name told the Epoch Times, quote, During May of 2021, the embalming process became more difficult. The normal draining of the blood was almost halted by thick, jelly-like blood. Instead of the blood flowing normally down the table, it was very viscous, so thick that it would not wash down the table without assistance. Another embalmer who chose not to reveal his name said, quote, I can tell you a certainty that the clots Richard Hirschman has shown online are a phenomenon that I have not witnessed until probably the middle of last year. It's pretty much all I have to say about it. I have no knowledge as to what is causing the clots, but they did seemingly start showing up around the middle of 2021. Huh. Hmm. Gee, wonder what it could be. Quote, you can rest assured the clots we are seeing are not something we ever saw prior to last year, the anonymous embalmer said. English funeral director John O'Looney, oh, there's a name for you, uh, has found the same type of clots in the U.K., fully believes that it could be the reason athletes are dropping dead in record numbers. Quote, so all of these athletes and footballers you're seeing their arteries are full of that, O'Looney declares in the in, in a video linked here you'll find on PJ Media, holding up a vial of clots removed from a 13-year-old. A 13-year-old! In another video, Hirschman stated that he's spoken with 15 other embalmers, and they're all seeing the same creepy new clots. He also stresses that some embalmers are reluctant to speak out. He further states that, quote, he cannot prove it's the vaccine, but my gut is telling me it is. Hell! You're in my both, brother! You're in my both! I love the radio, it's so
2: random. This, this radio card from Pirates Alive. Radio with a big beat.
0: I was raised on the radio. Begin the day with the friendly voice, a companion on love trucks. Holiday radio When I'm driving, I got a guy on the radio, Google. Who-
1: We'll be right back with Charlotte County speaks on News Radio
0: 1580 WCCF. Yo 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 yo
1: all right, Buster, that's enough. News Radio 1580, 100.9 FM, WCCF. Charlotte County Speaks. 1034 is the time. Phone lines open 941-206-1580. Toll free, 888-441-1580. Well, <clears throat> uh, Margo Cleveland uh, brings us a, a, a quick seven bombshells. Bombshell. She calls them bombshells. Regarding the uh, special master order revealing that Biden, the number one bombshell, of course, Biden's out there. I didn't order. I wasn't me. That wasn't me. Truffle
0: finger. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: to raid the former president's home. Uh, and the timeline of the Trump targeting, pretty suspect, too. A uh, Significant detail revealed by Monday's order concerns a timeline of events which the court exposed by providing a clear chronology. May 10th, 2022, the archivist informed Trump's lawyers that the NARA will provide The FBI access to the records in question as requested by the incumbent president beginning as early as Thursday, May 12th. And on May 11th, 2022, before the DOJ received possession of the 15 boxes from NARA, the DOJ, quote, obtained a grand jury subpoena for, quote, any and all documents or writings in the custody or control of Donald J. Trump or the office of Donald J. Trump bearing classification markings. But why would the DOJ seek a grand jury subpoena for any and all documents in Trump's possession bearing classification markings before reviewing the material provided by the NARA? And given that the DOJ obtained the subpoena the day after the NARA told Trump's lawyer, the incumbent president, had requested the archive provide the documents to the FBI, one's got to ask, did Biden direct the DOJ to obtain the grand jury subpoena? And Trump's executive privilege can't be so quickly sidestepped. Another important detail concerns the court's handling of Trump's request for a review of the seized material to address the issues of executive privilege. In opposing Trump's request for a special master, the Biden administration argued that Trump lacked the right to assert executive privilege against the current executive branch. The court concluded that the Biden administration's position arguably overstates the law noting that the Supreme Court has, quote, not ruled out the possibility of former president overcoming an incumbent president on executive privilege matters. Further, just this year, the Supreme Court noted that at least in connection with a congressional investigation, the questions whether and in what circumstances a former president may obtain a court order preventing disclosure of privilege records from his tenure in office in the face of a determination by the incumbent president to waive the privilege are unprecedented and raise serious and substantial concerns. To protect former President Trump's ability to raise a question of executive privilege, then a special master should review the documents and make an initial assessment, the court concluded. This analysis tees up the possibility that Trump will later assert executive privilege, prompting a showdown with the Biden administration. So the Biden, every president has executive privilege. But now that Trump's out and Biden and the cabal of cowardly disgusting communists who pull his strings want to get rid of Trump and now they're they are trying to erase his executive privilege just understand Joe Obama and the rest of y'all Hillary if we win and take over everything we can come after you under the same grounds we can destroy your executive privilege as well You're destroying the norms, is what they're doing. It's a witch hunt. It's a bunch of cowardly, scared communists trying to destroy their opponent who has the ability to destroy them with just what they've done, using using nothing more than what they've done against them. Trump wins, but we have a two-tier justice system now, us versus them. So you got to win in November and you got to win in 24 to hope that we can get to the bottom of this. And not only do you have to win in 20, 23 and 24, you also, you also have to beat the rhino, the disgusting, cowardly rhino Republicans who are also trying to destroy Trump. Just saying. It's more than just the Democrats that we're up against. We're up against a lot of Republic craps as well. Uh, another revelation from Monday's order concerned the amount of uh, personal material the FBI seized. Uh, the government's inventory reflects a seizure of approximately 11,000 documents and 1,800 other items from plaintiff's residence. One material seized, the court Of the material seized, the court said approximately 100 documents contain classification markings, but the FBI also sees some 500 pages of material potentially protected by attorney-client privilege. Medical documents, correspondent related to taxes and accounting information, they just wouldn't grab grabbed everything. That's why they wanted all the alarms turned off. I got some douche at the door, so let me take a break and see who this is.
0: Today's show is brought to you by... Stay Put Full Body Condoms. These days, you can't be too careful. So cover it all with Stay Put Full Body Condoms. Oh, and make sure you put it on properly. That hole is so you can breathe. and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It goes by your mouth.
1: Stay put. We got you covered. We'll be right back with Charlotte County Speaks on News Radio 1580 WCCF.
2: I enjoy beer. Love beer. <laughs> what a great guy. I, uh... I used to work in a, a microbrewery out west, I used to bartend, and there was 38 beers on tap. Delicious. It was awesome. I'd get so excited, people come in and be like, hey, we got ambers, we got porters, we got ales. And everyone come in at the same reaction. They see all the taps, they go, I'll you, maybe I'll bite, I, I, bite, I. I'll just take a bud. The highest selling beer, Bud, and I figured out why. It's because it's only one syllable.
0: <laughs> I figured
2: the only way to outsell Bud is to brew a beer and call it less than one syllable.
0: Like a sound. Like eh. <laughs> what's up, hey, yo what's yeah. going on, huh? Sig a of five running up on the block, you know what I'm saying? Yo, snow, they came around looking for you the other day. Word, word, Bus it.
1: Sick and tired of 5-0 rolling up on the block, yo. News Radio 1580.
0: Licky boom
1: boom boom, now. 100.9 FM WCCF, Charlotte County Speaks, 1046... Broadcasting, Foucault, when the when the microphone lights on and you're doing a show, you, you don't go sticking your face in the window and knocking on the door, but then we have some people who just uh, are unaware of such rules and traditions as that, and uh, the only reason I let him get away with it is because he brought donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Ardoich,
2: how you doing? I'm I'm doing well, uh, probably better than paying, I deserve. Paying off your bet,
1: uh, albeit a w- couple of weeks late.
2: I I well, we said it wouldn't be the next day, and and I think you only won that bet by the hair of your chinny chin chin, my no, friend. It I, was close.
1: I was just I I I knew it was probably going to happen because generally speaking, if you look back at election history, when you've got a, a, a race. That has three opponents in it. It tends to favor the incumbent. And there were two the, hot races. There yeah. were two very,
2: two one, very negative. Yeah. whatever.
1: regardless, we won't discuss the uh, the idiots. But um, the uh, it, it it just tends to work that way.
2: It. Uh, I'm trying to pull up the actual vote. Technically you may have lost cuz there was an undervote, but it well, was I, very close. And let's technically, tell
1: Technically, lo- I don't even remember making the bet. Let so, me tell your listeners but what eat it was. Okay, well,
2: donuts anyway. Okay, you'll well, look better on your waistline <laughs> than mine. As as you recall, we were talking about that last election, only 19,000 people, actually under 19,000 I think voted, and we only won by 1 percentage point, a hair less, 49.51. Oh. These are (laughs) day-old. They're
0: not a day-old. I just...
2: You know how much... You used to get a dozen donuts for like three and a half bucks. It's like... It's a dollar a donut now. So in Yeah. All right. And you don't even get the hole in the center. They sell those separate for another 15 bucks. If you get 50... My tax dollars at work. Anyway... The bet was, you said, oh, I said, there's going to be a lot more voters. And I said, yeah, probably 35, probably 40,000. You said, no, there'll be a lot more. There'll be at least 45,000. And I said, I opened my big mouth, and I said, I'll tell you what, I'll make you bet of a dozen donuts if it, I'm saying it won't be over 40,000. And you said, quote, you have a bet, Mm -hmm. Stephen R. But you know and I think you won. It was very close if you want close, to pull it but, up.
1: But nonetheless, uh, when you compare the 2018 midterm election to this year, it was virtually, even though the population is in, increased, and there were more voters, mm-hmm. but the percentage of of voters was still the same. It was 26.4% voter turnout in the 2018 midterm. We had 267
2: turnout uh, this year. I so knew it, was, it would be higher because of well, the contested elections. The, only, but
1: yeah, but 0.3%? I mean, when you're looking at your... It's kind of sad to me when you see... You've got so many people out there bitching for term limits, and we were just talking about yeah. during the break. In my opinion, it's because they're too damn lazy to get out and vote and do enough to get rid or to recruit uh, via a viable alternative. You know, that's... Term limits should be the voters' Year, charge. Years that, ago, that should be
2: there. Up in New England, when I was in the legislature, I would go out and I'd meet with the high school kids, and I'd talk to them about you know the Constitution and voting and the importance of it. And You're I making didn't say have to work out. And, uh, here, by the way. <laughs> and I didn't say have to work out yet. And I'd said, you know, what I would tell them: voting isn't a privilege. Voting is your obligation to help keep this country free and strong. You should be obligated to go out and vote. You pick whoever you want, but it's more than a privilege because every man and woman that every veteran, every you know, first responder, whatever that stands up there to defend our way of life in one way or another deserves that kind of support to maintain Mm -hmm. the quality of government with all its screw ups and I won't get into the White House right now. Please don't get me started. Mm. You know, but with all, of, you know, it's still the best you can find in the world. And we'll straighten it out, uh, hopefully, a little bit this November and hopefully a lot in two years. Yeah. Well, from
1: your lips to God's ears. Yep.
2: But uh, anyway, it was a. Cl- I, went, I don't know if you can pull it right up, but I think it's close. Technically, I might have even won it. so close. It was the total commissioner vote. And there's always an undervote that we know. Yeah, but- you could see that. Too. I, I. That's one Not thing as that much I, as in a presidential election, but there's always an undervote. Yeah, and if somebody has a favorite, you know, their biggest concern is to vote for that person. Yeah,
1: twenty-six point yeah. seven eight percent, one hundred fifty-one thousand forty registered voters, forty thousand
2: four hundred forty-six. So you, you cost me a dozen. Donuts. No, you cost yourself a dozen donuts for 446, <laughs> 446 votes. Yes, and we won by a lot more than that, so we're very pleased. Mm-hmm. And, uh, by the way, you've uh, you've talked to my opponents, and I just want to share. Uh, and I did it in a letter to the uh, local what paper. Yeah, I saw that. And. Uh, I, I, I complimented them on the race. I know they worked hard. And uh,
1: Tom Sullivan, Mark Gunney Stevens did uh, a fine job of running their campaign.
2: We all ran. You know, I've never said a negative word about an opponent. We all ran a hard-fought, clean campaign, and every election should be that way. You know, you try and deal with the issues. Uh, they talked about my age. I can't change that. Uh, they said I was there too long. Uh, I've been there. Twelve years, but a lot of people obviously thought I've done a halfway decent well, see, job.
1: That, yeah, and and that's the thing; it should be the voters that uh, uh, create the term limits, not uh, oh, I some agree. Arbitrary. Yeah, that, law. throw
2: that out for your listeners. Let me share that. Yeah, in, yeah, go ahead. In what the Federalist said. Papers, which I hadn't read in years, uh, and um, P- Thomas Paine, yeah, the Federalist, and in the Federalist Papers it talks about term limits, and I never thought of this before. And that basically says if government sets term limits, that's government control, and it's taking the right of picking who represents them away from the voter. It's an interesting Mm -hmm. comment because I've always supported term limits, just no one's put them in, and I would have voted for it.
1: Yeah, I I just uh, – I don't – again, it's just because of uh, lazy voters.
2: Well, you have to look at the apathetic voters. People, you're right, people get lazy. You have to look at the candidate. And if you have a candidate that's in there one term and they do a lousy job, they don't deserve to get reelected. But if you have a candidate, whoever he or she may be, and if they dedicate themselves to doing the best of their ability to serve the community first, not themselves, the community first they deserve consideration for re-election if they haven't screwed anything up really bad. Yeah. And uh, and it's a, it's an interesting concept because I think we both agree we've both supported term limits. I know I have. And,
1: I have on on, uh, uh, on some occasions, but I've always said that I think that the voters are the ones who should be creating the term limits.
2: You know, we had a, a, an awful lot of volunteers involved in our campaign. And I was so flattered and pleased and you know, we had over 200 people out there campaigning for us. I think 97 on election day at the polls, and uh, I wanted to thank them for their support and their dedication. And uh, you know, that's sort of cool when you get people involved, and they're willing to get out there in 97, 96 degree sun, holding a sign or helping you out. That's they're getting involved in the process, and it, it's it's it is, is that flattering that? and overwhelming, and we were so happy and pleased Good to
1: see people getting involved.
2: And we've always run our campaigns that, you know, and you have like that, yeah. we went door to door and, you know, you know, hey, there's no way I could have hit every door in this county by myself or come close to it. So, you know, we get people involved in the process and that was good. That's, that's what it's all about. It is. What we don't have here, and I'd like your exactly. opinion on this. Well, quickly, we they have say to get we to have debates. Opinion. We don't really have a debate no, where you and no I can get up there, debate. talk about it's our issues. I, I,
1: I, 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 speaking of debates. I was very glad to see that the uh, uh Pittsburgh I forget which Pittsburgh newspaper, what it what it's called, but their their op ed piece coming out that uh Fetterman needs to uh debate face Dr. To face. Oz and uh, uh I don't think Fetterman can handle it physically. And I think that's what the problem is. They're afraid he's is is uh Defibr- his, his pacemaker's
2: gonna well, his pacemaker is going to kick it into high gear. Could the current <laughs> president debate any Republican now? No. I don't think so. No, not even with a
1: teleprompter and an ear prompter. I don't not think he could do it. Not even with people giving him the answer. He would be confused.
2: Yep. That's, uh, and, and that's sort of kind of unfortunate in a way. But we, we don't have real debates here. We have forums, which, you know, you, you get a couple minutes to give your point of view. Mm-hmm. I get a couple. But we don't have any real rebuttals. There's no
1: Lincoln-Douglas thing going on no, anymore. And that would anymore.
2: be, I'm used to that, and I like that. And you don't <laughs> yeah, have to be mean to and see. nasty. You deal with the issues. Yeah,
1: it, it would be fun to see. But it, for whatever reason, uh, the wimpy campaign consultants always try to, no,
2: no, no, no. Maybe Can't we can have, get oh, no, the no, curmudgeons no. to do it in a few years, but have it as a debate. Yeah. Do, not a forum. Not a forum.
1: Okay. Hang on just a second. We have to do benchmark here. Oh, and it's, now a benchmark.
2: it's time for
1: five, five random, random facts. Random.
2: facts. I, I like your facts. Thank you.
1: Here we go. I don't know what they are. If I pre-read them, I probably wouldn't read them because some of them are pretty weird. Number one. <laughs> I, I like them. Of your five random facts, David Bowie was the first major artist to release a downloadable single back in 1996. It was Telling Lies. But this is a fact, not a lie. The name of the cut.
2: Telling lies. Should have been Crosby with white christmas. <laughs>
1: Number two. The statue of Liberty's nose is four and a half feet long. When it no- tells the
2: truth. Or what- <laughs> yeah.
1: Number three. In the official monopoly rules, the, well, it was French. <laughs> yeah. The right. French. French made <laughs> okay. that. So there you go. In, in the official monopoly rules, the reward for landing on free parking is nothing. But almost nobody plays that way. Most people tie some amount of money. They used to put to money under there. They used yeah. to
2: stick money under the corner.
1: Hasbro discourages players from house rules like this because that's how Monopoly turns into a super long game. Well, some it's long like, anyhow. <laughs> yeah, really. Number four, the first and only G rated movie to win Best Picture was Oliver. Back in nineteen sixty-nine, and one year later, Midnight Cowboy became the first and only X-rated movie. To win and that And that
2: had a twist to
1: it. Yes. Very strange one there, All by All a twist. The yes. <laughs> Number five. Amazon was originally going to be called, uh, going to call be called, <laughs> hello, take two. Ha, uh, Amazon was originally going to be called Relentless. In fact, if you go to Relentless.com, it still redirects you to Amazon.com. And there's your five random facts. Okay.
2: The world has changed thanks to Amazon and COVID. It, it definitely put the uh, icing on killing the malls, didn't it? We, st- we still have them all, right, though? Uh, Do we? What are the, they doing with it now that uh, they purchased it? There are several concepts involved that are going to co- include multi-use, where there'll be residential, a little bit of commercial, and some retail. And people will be able to have a walking community. Those are the things we're talking about because the commission approved some multi-use zoning and it's the only way that property is going to have a really good use and particularly where most of those parcels are. All right. All right. Maybe an ice skating ring someday. Who knows? Okay.
1: There you go. Well, I'm glad uh, uh, well, no, somebody asked uh, uh, who hung themselves uh, uh, on the bridge yesterday. No, it wasn't you because
2: we're aware that it was a 47-year-old man. (laughs) <laughs> Enjoy your donut Let me tell you When I got through Working out this morning Someone brought a few Cookies into the Y You and I brought just, those over And that and one well, No I said I would Buy a dozen donuts And right. I did Okay. And so the bottom line is I, And so I got off the bike I, I did a half hour. I think I burnt 139 calories in a half hour. There you go. I barely broke a sweat, and I try not to. Nice. I ate, I sat down, I had three of these little tiny cookies. Yeah. Then I look at the box. They were 50 calories each. So I had a net loss of net 11 loss. calories there you go. having a coffee and three cookies of the Y.
1: We're out of time. Thank you. Commissioner Stephen R. Deutsch, ladies and gentlemen.
2: You won the Talk bet, to you tomorrow. Mr. Lovejoy. congratulations.
0: bye <laughs> Anybody got any more jokes? Anything funny? No?